0: This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. The Bible paints to us a very clear picture in the book of Genesis of how God created men and women upon the earth and cause them to bring forth, which leads us to the populace that we see today. And we are familiar these days with <coughs> the view from the space of the astronauts as they go out and uh, are able to look down at the earth and see all the things which are happening on it. And I think it's an interesting point to ponder when you think, if you accept the Bible narrative, which we do, speaking from this platform, that when the Lord had created all those beings on the earth he, as it were, is like a spaceman looking down and seeing what is actually happening and you see the great God in heaven is extremely great and he's above our thoughts now you've got a problem then because he's made man as creatures uh, and he wishes to instruct them in various ways and in various dimensions Uh, And how does he go about doing so without totally overwhelming them? Well, in the beginning, the Bible tells us that in the Garden of Eden, uh, that the angels had free recourse with the first pair, Adam and Eve, and that was how, initially, the communication between the heavens far above and the man and the woman on the earth. And God instructed them in various ways and gave them various rules and commandments. So that, therefore, puts in one context this idea of what prayer is. It's that communication in both ways between uh, those people and between the God of heaven. And again, when we look at the last book of the Bible it is evident again if one accepts that testimony that there's going to be another time in this earth's history when such communication again uh, will be not necessary like it was initially because the angels were amongst the people but the Bible tells us there's going at the last to be a time on the earth uh, when God will, as the Bible says to us God will be all in all Uh, and therefore it shows us that at that time uh, those and the God of heaven will be aware and they will be in communication and the clouds of sin which broke the initial fellowship and caused God to be separated from the man and the woman that that will be swept away and the earth will then return to its wonderful glory Which it had when God first made it before sin was brought into the world. Have a look in our Bibles now. Acts chapter 10, I'd like to make a little reference to. What are we talking about when we're talking about prayer? Here's a wonderful example. Acts 10. Verse two. And Cornelius a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. This man, verse three, saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And the Lord said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now that is an example of how the Bible treats prayer. There was this man, Cornelius. He was praying to God constantly. And we have here the record of a communication coming back from God. Where he says, Thy prayers and thine alms are heard. Now that is a remarkable thing because when we think about the God of heaven who is by definition as it were quite beyond our understanding and everything and yet this man was able to approach unto him and for his arms to be heard. So that shows that prayer certainly as far as the Bible is concerned uh, is a very active uh, uh, situation for man. And of course, Jesus Christ himself is the prime example, and we'll look at a moment in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, of constant prayer in the Bible. If there's some, anything that Jesus did all the time in his, in his life, it certainly was <coughs> that, that of prayer. So <clears throat> Luke chapter 11, just one of a whole host of examples. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. <clears throat> and it came to pass that as Jesus was praying in a certain place when he ceased one of his disciples said unto him Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples so these men by now in, the, in their relationship with Jesus uh, saw themselves as disciples following the disciplines and the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ pupils of his wanting to learn from him and so when they see what he does why did these disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray just turn over or turn back a few pages to Luke chapter 3 <coughs> why did those disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray Luke chapter 3 verse 21 for example now when all the people were baptised it came to pass that Jesus also being baptised and praying the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him and a voice was heard see when Jesus was making important decisions He was known to pray all night. Just turn over again to see the way in which Jesus is engaged in prayer. In the 6th chapter of Luke, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus went out into a mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God and we read and when it was day he called unto him his twelve disciples and of them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles so you can see the standpoint with these friends of his who are going round with Jesus listening and watching what he was doing virtually every time they turned their back Jesus was praying so it's not surprising that they'd say "Well, well this is wonderful teach us to do this and before important decisions he prayed all night and in the night chapter of Luke in the 18th verse and it came to pass as Jesus was alone praying his disciples were with him and he asked them saying whom say the people that I am again an example of prayer Luke chapter 11 verse 1 and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased one of his disciples said unto him Lord teach us to pray as John also taught they were his pupils my dear friends and he wanted to be deeply involved with them and they with him in this all pervading task of their master He knew that they had to develop in this way also. So Jesus gave for them a model prayer. Lord, teach us to pray, and we can read such a model prayer in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. So this is his answer, basically, to them, Matthew, chapter 6. ways, do's and don'ts of this prayer which they had seen Jesus so often engaged in and he goes on to say that when ye pray use not vain repetitions, don't just repeat the same words time and time again as the heathen do for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking be not ye therefore like unto them for your father knoweth what things ye have before ye ask And he goes on in the ninth verse to say after this manner therefore pray the actual means of prayer he says they are to say our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever Amen. One can imagine that had they just been overhearing what Jesus was saying, that to be presented with such a complete and yet beautifully concise words of prayer, that they would have been greatly instructed from this. And Jesus went on in the 15th verse to say, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses now when we look at this and Jesus approach to them they having asked the questions there is something here about prayer which is to be taught it is some information which they have to learn about it is not something which is fundamental innate if we cannot speak French We have to learn, however falteringly and however long it might take us, we have to learn how to speak it. The Bible tells us about what we need to know and about how we need to approach the great God of heaven, who, remember, is the great creator of all things. And there is a knowledge required, what we need to know, These were things, facts, keys of knowledge which sincere disciples wished to know. And what is the source of this knowledge which they had not? It is surely Jesus and the Bible. This is the only source that we have of this knowledge of God. The people were respectful to Jesus. They called him Lord. Jesus being recognised as the one having power and knowledge. So surely the sight of Jesus praying in all these various circumstances and the difficulties and problems that he faced and they being his intimate friends knew an awful lot about this. It inspired them to want to be able to do the same. They realised that there was something here that they were missing. Some knowledge, some information some help which they didn't have. So how could we categorise this? Well I'm putting forward four conditions for prayer that the Bible tells us. There are four aspects as far as we're concerned. First of all, one of the conditions for prayer is we pray according to our faith. Just have a look at Matthew chapter 21 with me. It's on the occasion when the fig tree has been cursed and has died, and Jesus is talking to them about it. In Matthew 21, verse 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive so those are very challenging words because what Jesus is saying is that if you're going to ask God for something it's no good asking knowing all the time well he, can't, he won't be able to do this what he's saying is that for to have worthwhile and meaningful prayer that you and I men and women in praying to God must have faith that he can do these things. And so that takes us uh, to one of the first things in the foundation of all this, that he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he exists, and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And of course prayer is one of the prime means of diligently seeking God and asking for help and information a person does in faith, believing and cultivating in their minds the fact that God is able to do these things. Now a second aspect, besides that in the mind of the person asking the prayer, a second aspect is that we need to be asking according to God's will. I'd like you just to turn to the first letter of John in the fifth chapter. Because the, God, the great God of heaven has his plan and purpose with the earth. And he advises those who would pray to him that they approach him in this way. First letter of John, chapter 5, and the 14th verse. <coughs> 13th verse, let's get the orientation of the verse. These things. I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. This is the Apostle John speaking. He's talking to those that believe, that is to say have faith in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And So that condition of believing in Jesus is laid down. And then he says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So these verses take us another step further on in showing us that there is a plan and purpose with God, and there are certain things that God likes and invites his creatures to implore of him to provide. And in fact, He then sees himself as a great father, which he says he is, to those who put their trust in him. And invites human beings who have so many needs and demands and shortages. He's inviting through this process of prayer to approach unto him so that he can fulfill their needs. Because the scripture shows us that God is a God of that. If we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So it all comes down to what his will is. And just turn with me, therefore, to John's, the sixth chapter of John's Gospel record, because we are sort of being taken along a line of debate and of knowledge. And this is how we find out how to do these things. This is why just prayer by itself being innate, without being guided by scripture, is very difficult to be successful. John says, if you ask anything according to his will. Now that's a tremendous statement. Anything according to his will. Well, is that being qualified? Well, in John chapter 6... Uh, verse 39 Jesus himself says this is the father's will now here you are he explains it now (coughs) in terms of one syllable this is the father's will which hath sent me that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day so he's talking about people that God has given to them and that if they believe on him they will be able to be raised up to life again. And in the 40th verse, this is a repetition, and whenever we find in Scripture words virtually repeated, that means to say it's important. They didn't have highlighters and things in those days. What they did was to repeat the whole verse again. This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day. So our quest as to what to pray for, the Bible is answering in a very, very simple but very perceptive manner. And what it's holding out to us and showing to us is that the God of heaven is not at all like those astronauts who are just looking down on the earth and seeing people do things. We have a picture which the Bible and Jesus Christ just brings constantly through to us of a God who is a God who not only creator, but sustainer, not only sustainer, but father and rewarder of those who seek him, wanting his children uh, to look to him. And that being, we can't really find out and imagine just what a God who is who shows in the scriptures to be of all the character that he is we can't really plumb the depths of eternal life of God but we can see when when his life and his will comes into contact in our sort of area we can start seeing something of the greatness of God so when those disciples were saying Lord teach us to pray they were really touching on, on something of vital importance no wonder they could see what, what Jesus got out of prayer according to his will so what he's saying it, it seems to me that if you pray in line with that will and the will of God is for the individual he says he give, I'll give you everlasting life if you believe in me so, so if we then believe in that way and say well Father help me and help me to walk so before thee that I may have that everlasting life that you've promised me then he will hear that prayer let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So there's, no, there's no, not doubt about it. It's, it's something with, with confidence that people who believe in God and who trust and respect and reverence God can approach God, and, and it, his, it is his will and his joy to be able to fulfil that. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For prayer to be efficacious, it must be offered then in the in the area of referen, reverence it needs to be offered sincerely and in humility those are all things that the scripture shows us so when I said a few moments ago that if we wanted to learn how to speak French we're just going to have to go through the vocabulary and the verbs and all the things in order to learn that but then this is why the Bible is given to us. So that we can learn these very things and learn about God and what it is he wants. Because he wants us to become more like him. Now we can't be like him if we don't know anything about him. Which is why the scripture has been given. You see, it isn't just, well, God is love. A young person said to me on one occasion, well, what, why do we need all that when all we need to know is that God is love? And a twelve year old twelve year twelve year old boy sitting there hearing you he said, There's an awful lot more in it than just that, you know. And and that's right. There's an awful lot more. But that isn't to put off, that is to deepen and make the prospect of that learning process uh, even more attractive for each one of us. It must be reverential, it must be offered to God Believing that he can fulfill these things. It must be in humility. It must be in simplicity as we read earlier. It's not with just repetitions as people say. Not just so that other people can hear them pray and think how good they are. It needs to be offered with confidence knowing that as the basis of our understanding of the Bible that God has invited us How many times does Jesus say. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. That's what God wants us to do. How many of the parables. Work along those lines. Showing us. That we need to. As it were. Feel after him and find him. As the apostle says. Though he be not far. Very far from any one of us. This God. That we worship. And so God's will. Is is of him that I will raise him up at the last day. And that is the prospect which God's kingdom works toward. So, therefore, if we pray for things or changes that we think will really help us to live more pleasing to God and be accepted into his kingdom, then he will hear us. This is the confidence that we have. How many of us can rise to that simple confidence? We ask if we really want to be in God's kingdom and have life everlasting with God in Jesus when He comes back to the earth, then we can pray. And if we can see that there are problems that we've got in our lives, in our understanding, in how we're living, that are in the way of that. Then those are the things which God is saying, Well, pray for those, and I will remove them if it be according to my we've got to be careful about that because it doesn't necessarily mean to say that we should be answered in, in a bolt from the blue the next second, does it? You see, it might. It, the answer might be yes or no or wait but the Lord doesn't forget any one of these things at all and what I'm saying this afternoon is, is just drawn from tiny little strands from this massive book of the scripture but just to show us and remind us all Because in the world in which we are, the reality of the television screen and of iPad is replacing the reality of the things which the scripture tells us. And how many people, I really wonder, how many people either in the night or in the morning ever approach God in any way whatsoever or even think that there may be such a thing as God and so immediately we're thinking in these ways we are putting ourselves into a very very small proportion of the people on the earth but then it always has been so they asked Jesus on one occasion didn't they Lord are there few that be saved and he said well many enter in at the wide gate but few there be that go into the narrow gate because few of those enter into life eternal so if we want to pray and we want to have the result of what God promises in the scripture, we can pray to God. And the scripture says, he will hear us. This is the will of him, that everyone that seeth me, I will raise up at the last day. <clears throat> so I've said that, that we need to pray con- four conditions for our prayer. First of all, according to our faith. We must know what it is we're praying for and who we're praying. And secondly, according to God's will, Now thirdly, we're praying according to our walk, our lifestyle, our lives, what we're doing. Now this also, as far as God is concerned, is tremendously important. Let's just look at that first letter of John in the third chapter. The first letter of John in the third chapter. Beloved if our heart condemn us not then have we confidence toward God and whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight Can you see that's a further step now beyond those that we've already looked at? Because we are now, we receive of him that which we ask and we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. And therefore it is important that our prayer and our contemplation of the great God of heaven should have an effect a dynamic effect on our own hearts and minds and on our life and our decisions that we take and what the Apostle is saying is that that is what uh, he wishes us to do so you can see then the Bible is gradually painting towards something which is a, a real two way communication and has influences on both ways because We influence God by telling him what we want and he influences us by us trying to live the way he wants. And so you can see that that the ultimate of of such a relationship is that that you are sort of putting two things together. Now actually that is what the word religion means. Religios, to bind together. Because in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve separated that's when sin came. So sin separated. That's why the communication in the Garden of Eden, which had been between the angels and the man, was broken down because of sin. And so therefore, prayer then becomes the counterpart of an individual building through to God and God approaching that individual. Uh, This is what the Lord Jesus Christ, by having fulfilled the commandments of God and become a great high priest who can influence and and present our prayers to God gives us this effective means of approaching this one who otherwise we, we can't get anywhere near to at all but we can through contemplation of the scriptures according to our walk and our lifestyle and we can ask amiss so it's no good thinking we can just ask anything it's most specific the scripture is in terms of what we ask James says he ask and receive not because he ask amiss that he may consume it upon your lusts so if what we're asking God for isn't that we might survive through and have everlasting life to praise him forever in his kingdom if it's not that if it's things that we want to have Goods or appreciation of people, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, if it 's that, then we 're asking amiss, and therefore God will not hear us. You see what I mean about really thinking about this matter of prayer, but God wants us to do it, but we're we're being qualified <clears throat> through the scriptures in order to make the application and in the right way in it. It is received for a true and honest heart, having been enlightened with the word of truth. And the fourth and final point uh, is we can ask, and our prayer is effective according to, our attitude to others. So we aren't looking, just as it were for us, personal self-fulfillment and forget every everybody else because the whole point of what God is trying to do is, as I said, to build, again, religion a whole lot of people, all of people if they were here build together so that they may all worship God and at the last that God may be all in all with everybody because that's what the Bible shows us the kingdom of God is so this is a great and sanctified task that we each one individually can do Now in Mark chapter 11 verse 25, I won't ask you necessarily uh, to turn there, but I'll just read what Jesus said. And when ye stand praying, Jesus said, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And so it's not only God to the person, the person to God, but and it's not only in the situation, their lifestyle that comes into it, but there's also then that person, if they want God to forgive them and to live in harmony, then the first thing they've got to do is to make sure to forgive others who, by the way, haven't necessarily asked them to forgive. I, this seems to be quite a, a, a stumbling block, which people say, well, oh, I haven't forgiven. Well, they didn't ask me to forgive them. Well, they might not have known you've taken umbrage we've got to forgive even before we're asked and that is the secret and remember one of the things required in this is humility and there is true humility to acknowledge where you are and what has happened and and that things need to be put right so there were three little pointers that I'm suggesting four conditions for prayer it should be according to our faith It should be according to God's will. It needs to be harmonious with our lifestyle. And it needs to take into account and be harmonious with our attitude to others. Learning. It's a foreign language. It doesn't come naturally. If we mean it. If we want to have everlasting life. It's not just simple. It's not just as simple as going up and walking somewhere and saying, I believe in God. You can see that from the evidence we've already seen, which is a millionth of what there is in the Bible. There's far more to serving God than that. But one of the things, just turning on now about difficulties, But surely God knows what we need before we pray anyway. Why should we bother to... Be? He knows what we need. Why doesn't he just give it to us? Matthew chapter 6 verse 7 <clears throat> this is quite a difficult thing when you think about it because if you're going to say well he doesn't know what we need then anybody would say well I thought this, this God you're me about, he knew all that we needed anyway so you, I can't answer and say well he doesn't know what we need so you've got to acknowledge the fact by definition that he knows that that's right what it is that we need Matthew chapter 6 <clears throat> But when ye pray use not vain repetitions as the heathen do for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking Be not ye therefore like unto them for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him Verse 8 of Matthew chapter 6 Your father knoweth what you have need of before you ask him why then does God require people to pray to him for their needs when he already knows their need? Is that logical? Can we go along with that? Turn with me to the Old Testament now, Proverbs chapter 15. Because remember so much of this is is ignorance on our side and development required on our side rather than on God's side. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 8 you see this is these are the deeper things the lips of the wise disperse knowledge but the heart of the foolish doeth not so the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord but the prayer of the upright is his delight but he loveth verse 9 him that followeth after righteousness God delights in you and I asking him for things it recognises his majesty we're showing that we accept him as a wonderful father we appreciate that we have a need that he can fulfil that need and we're reminding ourselves that we do have those needs so it's on our side, rather than trying to say remind God he knows, but it's us it's got to learn. We are the ones who've got to be rebounded in again. It's the human race. And so we are encouraged to ask. Matthew seven, ask and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to him that ask him? And whatsoever Jesus says you shall ask in my name that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son <clears throat> if you shall ask anything in my name I will do it. Lord teach us to pray was the subject that we've dealt with this afternoon just for a few minutes and we can see I hope I've interested every one of us because we all really have so much to learn about this matter and it will develop our characters and our life in the truth if we can remember that the uh, content of the Lord's life was so heavily made on his prayers to God and his disciples and these are the times going through great problems in the world and in our own lives There's a time to turn to God in humility and ask Him to really help for the effective prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, Christadelphians.org.uk.